This week on Silicon Reel, we have Alex Torres, VP of Global Product Marketing for MoveIt. We have 15.15 million users already worldwide. We currently collect more than 2 billion pieces of feedback every one, two months. You really need to have that help and that support from the uh, from your community. Put yourself on your user's shoes. The desktop years are gone. We deliver a new product version every single month. I love mentoring people. I love give, I mean, I love helping people. I mean, Alana, uh, I love networking. Seize the moment in the right way. Silicon Real presents Alex Torres. Move it. Take more risks. Be more bold. In London, technology is the Silicon Roundabout. Introducing a new talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. Silicon Real. Each week, interviewing entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, financial technology, accelerators, and incubators in an exciting three-person format. Learn about the people behind the innovation. Locally filmed, locally sourced. Silicon Reel. It's about the people. This is Silicon Reel, the weekly talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. I am Brian Rose. My guest today is Alex Torres, who recently joined the public transit app company MoveIt as vice president of global product marketing. Prior to this, you worked at Google for more than nine years, um, including working on products like Google Maps. You worked under Marissa Meyer, who's now the CEO of Yahoo!, For now, she's the CEO, and uh, you also started product marketing operations in Japan and Latin America. MoveIt has just raised $50 million worth of funding from Nokia, BMW, yes, the car company BMW, and Sequoia. You guys are, I think, our first Israeli-based startup. I'm excited about that. Alex, welcome to Silicon Real. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. It's always nice to get here to London. It's good having you, and I'm glad we can sit down and have a good chat. You know, before we get into anything, I got to ask about you because I heard that you're Spanish and Irish and French and Scottish, and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, is it true that you're all of these cool nationalities, and how does it mix together? Uh, French, not really. Okay. What, 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 what is your background? <laughs> so it's I hear a the Scottish good accent a little bit. Well, that's, uh, that comes from my husband. My husband is Scottish, so uh, maybe I picked up some of the accent, but um, okay. I'm born in Seville. And uh, I've also lived in uh, in, uh, in Dublin for nine years. Okay. I lived in northern Spain. I've lived here in the, in the UK also for uh, th- two years. Um, Japan, South America, and, uh, and also now for like eight years back in, uh, in California and San Francisco. So wow. very good experience. Where in Latin America did you live? So uh, Buenos Aires okay. and uh, yeah, Sao Paulo, time. coming back and forth. It, it, that was at the time that I was doing all the crazy stuff back at Google with uh, Google Enterprise and all the cloud computing solutions and everything. Okay. And um, I want to definitely talk about that. Nine years is a sure. long time. I know, you know, a lot of Google employees kind of average three, you know, three and a half because, you know, they keep going. So I want to definitely get into that. But let's talk about Move It, you know, for a bit here, including this funding round, which is pretty interesting. And I want to talk about what you do. You were talking about, you know, these words get thrown around in the Valley a lot, but not as much here in the UK. And that's like social, mobile, local. I'm I was watching the, that Silicon Valley television show, and they had them all there at the TechCrunch event, and they were like, we're so, we're mo, we're low, bro. And so I was laughing. But I mean, what does it really mean to have something that's mobile and social and local? Well, it's, uh, it's basically, you need to have a product 
that it's uh, global, but it's also local. That's the local. Social, because you've got some components that you need to uh, involve your community with. So like in our case, we have many different ways for the user to provide feedback and also to help us build a better product. And mobile is quite evident because it's an app. So it's a mobile app ecosystem. So that's kind of like, and you're right, it's one of the buzzwords that we use on Silicon Valley. We love having all those categories, you know, for right. how to define people, how to define products. Right. And uh, it sounds interesting from a European standpoint because we don't like that. Um, that's been fully European, you know, it's one of the funniest stuff. But yeah. This is, there, is there any other O that people are throwing around or is it really more so low and mo? No, it's just so low mo. Glow? Glow? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that it's just so low mo. It's, it's, it's also one of the buzzwords that also analysts use, uh, love to use as well. Uh, like a so low mo product could be something like Yelp, for instance, right. uh, so that people know as well, some of your viewers. Or it could be um, quite by the time before it got acquired as well. That's a so low mo product or. Uh, Google Maps is a solo more product as well. Right. Okay. So uh, it, it's it's a new interest in the world as well. It's um, um, it's it's challenging as well because as I as I was saying, you need to have a global product, but at the same time, you need to appeal to a local audience, right. what implies that the localization of the product, the look and feel of the product, should also be and perceived as local. Right, which is key for you because you're in 500 cities or you're expanding to 500 cities. Tell me about Move It as if I had never heard of it before. So what we want to do with MoveIt is basically to make uh, local transportation easy, useful, and uh, very intuitive for our users. So what we're trying to do is to gather different uh, data points of different uh, public transportation systems that we may have in a city that could be an underground tram, uh, uh, it could be a bus, and just to drive them all together and put them on the on the same product, and also, which is a great distinctive element for us, is to power the product by the community. And when we say the community, is basically how other community members, so people who live in the same cities, can help us make a better product. How can we perfect it? It's easy to launch a product which only uses open data, like basically static data or data that you can or that you could get from local authorities. The difficult part, the next step, the higher level, is when you can manage to perfect that data with all the feedback that right. the users are giving. How do you get feedback? Because I was thinking about moving yeah. today and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to catch the tube later yeah. and go down to Leicester Square. So if I'm on the tube, uh, would I give you access to watch my phone move or would I just be like, trains on time? I don't. So... <laughs> There's something we call passive way of providing the information, which is the one that you mentioned. If you're on uh, if you're uh, on open mode, I mean you can uh, pro- you can provide some of the uh, uh, information that you are using on the phone, and uh, it's it's what we call passive. But there's also uh, there's also mechanisms that you can. Uh, for instance, you can evaluate the quality of the service in a line uh, or you can evaluate the quality of a specific bus. So you can also provide us feedback on how we can improve the results that we're providing. Um, so there's millions of, well, not millions, but there are tens of 20 different ways of direct feedback apart from the passive way that it's when you have the uh, phone in open mode. Uh, just for you to have a kind of sense of how big that is, we currently collect more than 2 billion pieces of feedback every one, two months. And that feedback really allows us to perfect and make the product better. 
right? Which is crucial because no, I mean, a static static information app it, that that's not going to sell these days, is it? The the thing is that our product is very crowdsourced based. So there are some people that they always want to give that information. They want to build a better city. They want to. They they believe in the altruism of building a better us, a better London. So there are people that they really want to do that. There's some other people that they may not want to do that, so they're going to use different products. Uh, and that's some of our competitors that don't believe in that model and they use something different. Right. So, But we do believe that we do want to build a better city, we do want to build a better community model, and that's the reason why that we use that same community to help us perfect you know, and to improve the product. I'm reading the book uh, Hooked right now, and so it's fascinating to see, you know, as humans, what we'll actually go out of our way and do. And one of them is, like, you know, write product reviews, answer technical questions on websites, and, like, give all this feedback to the community because it gives us this tribe feeling or this pack mentality or something. So it's always amazing to me that people go out of their way and do that. And so it always gives me hope for humanity, you know. <laughs> uh, I do believe in that, to be honest. Um, at the past... Yeah, five, six years, that's what I've been working on. It's a user-generated user content, another buzzword, UGC. Uh, tell me before it gets here. <laughs> UGC. Right. UGC. Okay. So it's, it's everything that people could contribute, like uh, pictures or reviews. Like We're very familiar. I mean, also, it's, it's already available here in London, like Yelp, uh, that you can actually write reviews about your places that you love. You can add pictures and everything. I, I do believe that that's the future of everything of uh, of IT and also how we can scale products locally. Is the the days of hiring thousands of people to work in a specific country or in a city those days are nearly over when it, when it comes to local products. So you really need to have that help and that support from the uh, from your community. Okay, you know I'm a big fan of you know Google Maps. You know one of your creations and Google Now I use and they track me and you know it does some creepy things sometimes with Google Now and it tells me uh, you know that something's been placed in my calendar and I don't know what's going on but that's okay. And but my girlfriend loves City Mapper. She just swears by it and I'm like, what's the difference? And she's like, oh, it's the best. Oh, it's the best. And so why why are there so many different why is there so much space in this community for different people that like different things? Because when Google jumps in on something, you think they might have figured it out, but they haven't really figured it out. So why is there room for people like you and CityMapper and others? Yeah, it's um, coming back to the Solomo yeah. <laughs> side of things. Uh, it's a very broad ecosystem. Um, we, I mean, checking some competitors and uh, doing some competitive analysis we could easily say that we have more than four or 500 local public transportation apps in the world, or even more. I just simply checked on the 500 cities that we have presence. These products could appeal to different audiences depending on the look and feel, the branding, the data quality component, or the community component. So there are some people that are going to love CityMapper because of the look and feel, or what, or because that's what fulfills their needs. They don't want to do certain things with the product. Or some other people that they're going to use Google Maps because they know the brand, Google, and they have that affinity towards the brand. There will be some other people, as we've seen in our case, like we have 15.15 million users already worldwide, and these guys love the product because they like the dude, the movie icon, and, uh, or they like the, kind of, the way that we show the information, or also they like the fact that they can contribute and they feel heard, and, you know, uh, and they feel that they're contributing to a better community. So I think there's a lot of space due to the fact of the ecosystem that is very broad. 
And also due to the fact that we're talking about apps. Apps, uh, generally, they could come and go. It's all about quality at the end of the day. And uh, likely, we've been on the market for already for yeah, nearly two yeah two years, two years and a half, and uh, we've managed to go f- in question of two years of from one million users to fifty million users and even more. So it's it's an interesting uh, field and ecosystem as I, as I mentioned beforehand. You know, you were at Google before, where I guess it's not as app based, and now you're in the app game where the rules completely are changed, right? And if you can't get traction in the app world, like yeah. you're 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 up the river, right? You're stuck. You're in the middle. You're like lost in space, right? It's, 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 it's a, you're completely right. I mean, it's a completely different format. Uh, the app world, the way that you reach users, the way that you interact with users, the the way that you analyze your users. Um, the way that you target the users, the way that you build products for users is is very different. The desktop years are gone. I mean, um, we are all the time with our smartphone. We need to design products according to the smartphone world. And uh, you need to do it in a way that is going to be easy and quick because you're always on the go. You're going to be on the go with a smartphone. You're going to need, oh, I want to get to it from, uh, from here to, I don't know, St. Pancras. I want to get from here to the, any hotel in uh, Spirit or whatever I am. But you need to have that information very quickly. It's not like when you're on the desktop, that some people even start Googling and everything. So, yes, it's a complete different way of uh, considering the world and uh, approaching the users and designing the product, which is quite exciting. Um, and it's also a lot of responsibility. You need to do your homework. And for me, the main important homework is that one of getting to know the user, put yourself on your user's shoes, and then really understanding what you need to deliver so that you you'd really impact their lives positively. Right. And you could be gone like that. You know, they could forget yeah. about you or find a new app and then it's all over and there's no amount of Google advertising that'll save you. It's just gone, right? Uh, apps, the apps ecosystem is very fragile as well, as you will mention. I mean, uh, uh, the, the beauty of uh, certain apps um, is that they may stay for long, they may stay for long. I mean, you may have seen this like uh, on the gaming industry. We have a lot of examples. I don't know if you got addicted to that uh, floppy bird uh, bah, 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 that you were uh, jumping all over. I did. I, I played I played it, but I, I never got hooked. But gaming is... <laughs> I did. Uh, gaming, gaming is a very, in, 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 very, very interesting industry when it comes to apps. Uh, the uh, celerity and, and the way of launching new apps for gaming is like crazy. What could be a smash hit one day that as you will say the next week is going to be nothing you may you may make some money through contextual acts and banners and everything but it's a very quick and high pace environment which requires a lot of innovation creativity and design right right so i guess you you are forced to constantly be making your product better and to constantly be making people come back and contribute otherwise you know, it can be over quickly. We're very lucky with our product, to be honest. I mean, the user retention rate and the user engagement rates, I mean, they're very high, higher than uh, industry yeah. average. I mean, we're very lucky because we, uh, we're having a lot of love from our community and uh, our own members. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you need, you can't rest on your laurels. I mean, you really need to think what's next. Like, uh, one of the things that um, and I really love this from an Israeli ecosystem as we're an Israeli company, is that we're very quick at delivery, at delivering things. Like uh, we deliver a new product version every single month. That's unthinkable in any other company. Hmm. The, the celerity of saying, okay, I need to have something ready in like uh, three weeks and I'm going to do it and everyone is going to pursue the same goal and we're going to go for the, focus on the same goal is incredible. I mean, I'm, 
our team is, is, is top-notch. Wow. Let me ask you about Google. You know, they, they kind of own, well, they're in the map space. You know, they, they own kind of the video space with YouTube. They're very good at the, at the email space. So a lot of people would say, oh, well, they've got this kind of map and local thing done. But then if you look at their main forms of revenue, it probably has very little to do with this. So is it by definition that they're never going to win when, when, you know, when they're, they're not completely correlated to, to winning in that one market? I mean, you were there. I mean, there's so many different things they do. It's, um, it's a complicated market. The local market is extremely complicated. Um, and it gets even more complicated when you have a very large organization of uh, 55,000 people. Like uh, it's Google nowadays. I mean, I, I love Google. I mean, I had one of the most important years of my life over there professionally. Uh, and I think the company is doing things greatly. I think it's it's like any challenges that any other company would have when they grow so quickly and big. Like you'd really also need to know how to execute things and how to do things quickly and and things like that. But the local ecosystem and everything that we're discussing is very complicated. Like uh, the main goal when you launch a local product is that the look and feel needs to be local. Like. Uh, the bus and uh, the bus stops, the metro stops, the tube stops, and the tube stations. They need to have the logos that people are expecting to look at. It doesn't mean that you're going to have something that that is different. You need to have it the same because that's what the expectations are. Mm. But at the same time, as you well say, the local ecosystem and the local world opens a new door for revenue. Uh, that's not been highly exploited. I mean, Yelp is trying to do that. There's some other players that they tried to do it, like uh, at the beginning, Foursquare. I mean, they tried to do it as well, not revenue-wise. Twitter is going to try to do it or will will be doing it. So there's a lot of players that are doing it, but the problem is that, I mean, to focus on the markets and really to get to know what the users need. Is revenue a priority at all for you? Not at the moment. Uh, we're very lucky because our investors uh, have openly told us that our main focus is to become the world, the number one number one app in the world for local public transportation, and also to be focused on delivering the best user experience and the best product. So we want to focus first on that. Once we get more critical mass, we get to hundreds of millions of users, that's when I think the... Uh, the monetization will come in a natural way okay. because that's also when you will get to know your user better. You will know that, oh, why don't you offer them ticketing system or why don't you offer them any other solutions that could be great for their user experience. So we want to do our homework first. Okay. Well, I'm one of your investors, um, Uri Levine, was an investor in Waze and that sold to Google for a billion dollars. So does that kind of help you in not being too critical about revenue when you know you might be building something that would have that kind of value to another company in the future? Mm, no, I mean, I think monetization is always uh, in any, our company is a, is a business to consumer company, a B2C company. Uh, the monetization piece will come naturally, will come when it needs to come. Um, we're also very lucky to have Uri. Uri is, a, is part of our board of directors and uh, he's a very wise person and we, we always get very great insights uh, what we need to do. And with all of these great guys who are in our board of, uh, uh, of, of directors, I mean, uh, including uh, Sequoia Capital and uh, some of our Israeli funds as well, that they're really helping us. I mean, that's, that's where we keep focus. That's one of the risks for startups, to lose focus. I mean, right now, our focus are those points that we're mentioning and just 
try to follow them religiously and uh, being very methodological about that. I mean, okay. and once the rest will come. What, what was Maze doing? Was it something similar? Did it get integrated into Google Maps and Google Now? Is it all part of that right now? I, I was actually off my radar. I didn't know about Maze. So the latest things... Waze, uh, sorry. Waze. Yes. The latest thing that Waze have been doing is just an integ- a natural integration of some of the incidents on uh, Google Maps and some of the reporting activities. I mean, I think that's a natural form of product integration uh, while preserving the identity of the product and, and uh, its own platform. And I think that's a great addition for Google Maps. I mean, Google Maps is a very good product. I mean, it's got very great features and on traffic. and, and um, But I think that's that enriches in a sort of way that user experience and brings more value. Okay. Talk to me about BMW. I, I've never seen them invest in another company. Is this a new thing for them? And, how to, and, and yeah, what's that like? We're very proud and very happy to work with uh, BMW. I mean, they're, they're going to be great partners. They've already been very great partners. I was in Munich last week with them. And uh, okay. it's very exciting to be part of the BMW. I mean, as I mean, I don't drive. I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> Ooh, never had a driver's license. Ooh, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, BMW for me has been one of the brands I mean, one of the references, you know, yeah, for yeah. they've done such a great job with the Mini. I mean, they've re- revolutionized, you know, the concept of uh, driving and uh, they're very innovative. So all those ideas of working with them, I think it's going to bring a lot of value to us. Also, the way that we see the company evolving, movie evolving is we, we, we do want to offer more than uh, local public transportation. We also want to offer par- private transportation on the local level. Like in the U.S., we have a partnership with Lyft. Uh, so BMW comes in a very natural way. I mean, they have great products like Drive Now, which is also available here in, 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 in London. And uh, I think that could be a great way of offering car sharing to our users. Um, at the end of the day, we want to build a platform that allows people to decide what to choose, if it's private or uh, local uh, transportation, and do it in a best, more sufficient, and according to their budget. Some people will want to spend the money on uh, car sharing, some others will, will not want, or they want to take a, a bus or a train or just a taxi. So all, any of the options in a democratic democratic and agnostic way. Right. BMW is such a good brand. I just think of integrity when I think of BMW. And yeah, you know, they, they've, they've done an amazing job. So that's going to be a lot of fun working with them. Give me the Google story. What was it like when you started versus when you left? You know, if you had to summarize it all in a couple minutes, you know, what would you tell us? Because everyone always wants to know. It's very exciting. Um, I started at the Dublin office. Uh, I think it was uh, 26. I can't remember. I'm oh, employee number 26. No, no, I was 20. Oh. And I was 26 years oh, old. Oh, years old. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 26. Oh, 26. I think is uh, no. Marissa was 14, or I can't remember. Uh, but uh, it was very exciting. I w- it was one of the first people to be hired at the Dublin office. I mean, and that was when the Dublin office was open, and we were like uh, 800 employees worldwide. So it wow. was like a wow. little startup. Wow. Okay. Uh, my first day at the office was like, okay, this is your desk. You should just uh, arrange yourself and, uh, and do things. I'm like, do things what? <laughs> so it's, it's, it was exciting um, wow. and it's exciting. Um, and I've been very lucky. I mean, my nine years, I mean, I've got great memories. Uh, I've, I've been through the most important divisions at Google, product marketing, product management. Um, I've learned a lot from my colleagues, um, uh, from uh, Marisa, I mean, Bernardo. I mean, there are a lot of people that I really, uh, really, really have high, you know, high consideration for them. 
uh, and learning is also there's when you learn there's also suffering as well i mean there's those elements are there so there's it's not all being like a uh, fairy tale that right. everything is nice and uh, there's also uh, it's an intense place to work it's a very intense like everything in life uh, if you, also if you're a perfectionist and also it depends on where you're at where, you, where you're at in your life I mean it, you also need to know how to manage your energy and how to put some emphasis or or uh, as we say to pick your fights right I mean and uh, and, also, and of course when a company gets grow, uh, gets bigger and bigger I mean and it's you need to work with many different people and understand many different people, different styles, management styles, and so I, I think I've learned. I learned a lot. I have a very good, nice recollection of working for the company, and uh, I'm very excited now for Move It because I think uh, there's a lot of things that I've learned that I could apply um, at, at my new company. And my colleagues at Move It are great. I mean, I. I I love who are chatting and off the record. I mean, I love the Israeli way. It's very straightforward, right? Right what? to the point, no bullshit. Oops. Uh, yeah. What is the Israeli way? Because <laughs> I've had a few guys on here straight from Israel. I had Yonatan uh, Yaz Freeman from Kano. He was fantastic. And uh, well, I had Easy Vidra as well. You know, he spent time as a Buenos Aires as well. But um, yeah, I know Easy. He's you know, great. Easy, yeah, Easy. Uh, Google Ventures. They're, they're both cool dudes. Lovely. They're both guys that would probably have your back in a dark alley, That's and uh, and but also would give you a big hug. You know. So what? But what have you found out from? It's, it's very human. <laughs> in, in, all, in, all good, in all good or bad ways I mean uh, you, you would have someone in the meeting telling you in front of your face you're fucking wrong you're, or you're very right but I mean I've only been there for five months and, uh, but uh, the, the image that I have is like it's, uh, it's very human it's very family driven uh, it's very straightforward I mean very hard working individuals um, they they know when they have a goal they know where they need to go and they execute and uh, there's no uh, drama in between and uh, it's, it's it's very exciting it's very different to where we are accustomed back in um, in the valley uh, the valley is it is what it is it's highly political I mean in many times which is fine I mean it's it's, it's what it is it's cultural based there's some other good elements as well that that you learn. But uh, for me, it's very interesting. I'm based in San Francisco, heading the San Francisco office and uh, working with my manager, the CEO um, in, in Israel. And uh, we have a great time. Wow. We, I mean, we, I'm, we really enjoyed the ride. I mean, it's, it's very good. I mean, the success stories in Tel Aviv are huge. I mean, somebody was saying that when it came to like NASDAQ listings, you know, Israel was, I don't know, number three in the world or yes. something, you know, something very high. So, you know, it's exciting times down there. It's a startup nation. I mean, right. um, I, I guess like, it literally is a startup nation. I think it's a. I mean, the Israeli people. I mean, they're just very self-determined. I mean, to succeed in life. I mean, that's 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 great from uh, how people think, how their mentality is, how their mindset is. I mean, uh, and I see that every time that I, I try to get back to Israel, Israel at least twice a quarter, and every time that with my colleagues, you see it at the office. Everyone has a strong opinion about things. Uh, people are not like um, divided. I mean, they do tell you like, "Oh, I think this should be done. This shouldn't be done." Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's um, it's an interesting, disruptive way of working. Right. That sounds fascinating. What was it like working with Marissa Meyer at at Google? I mean, everyone says she's very Google, and she brings all of these attributes that are known for Google over to Yahoo. I mean, is that a good characterization? I don't even know what that means. But what was it like? She's a uh, 
I think she would have been Israeli. I mean, <laughs> Israeli in that. Regard. I mean, she's. A, I mean, I, I had a lot of respect towards Marisa. I mean, uh, Marisa, first as a woman in a, an environment not only Google in general of a very macho-driven IT world with a lot of uh, macho geeks and all over, which uh, also raises a lot of uh, question marks and stupid co- um, comments. And we've we've seen that. I mean. Uh, I highly uh, respect her for that because she's managed to position herself as a great executive, a uh, great product person, great product marketing person, and uh, and with a great vision. I mean, I've learned a lot. I mean, I, I do remember some creative review meetings where we may be discussing about the color of a call to action. Should it be blue? Should it be red? Should it be... And it will be one hour, but with that reasoning behind and uh, with a passion behind... So I think uh, she's doing an outstanding job for Yahoo. I mean, it's a great challenge, and uh, um, I, th- I think she'll succeed anywhere she will go. I mean, she's uh, she's and also from a she's from a personal level. I mean, she's also a very loving person. I mean, uh, I've seen uh, interacting with all, the, all my colleagues, and uh, she's a person who really takes care of others. I mean, it's uh, it's. It's great. It's a it's a full package. I mean, of course, you're gonna hear stories from many different people. I mean, there's a lot, also a lot of jealousy and a lot of, as I call it, psychological projections and everything. But there she is. She's the CEO of Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, she's doing it. You know, she took the challenge. It was always going to be a challenge, and so uh, yeah, you got to give more power for, for for going ahead and stepping up and doing that. So absolutely, it's going to be exciting to watch. What are your thoughts when you come to London? You know, I mean, I've been doing this show now for eighteen months, and it's been amazing to watch the Silicon Roundabout, which is where we are right now, and the way it's it's improved. And you know, we just had a big announcement this week where uh, Ben Horowitz of uh, Andreessen Horowitz is taking a board seat on Transferwise, who was in that seat fourteen months ago. Um, Tabit Hinkris was the guy from Estonia, you know, and now it's a billion dollar company. And, you know, these kind of things don't happen that often in the UK. We've had some billion dollar exits last year, I think about eight or 10. So it's happening here. What does it feel like to you? Also, we're still about a 10th or a 20th, the size of VC investment compared to the Valley. So what are your thoughts? I think that we Europeans need to know how to sell ourselves better to the outside world. I'm European. I mean, in, right. in, I this mean, is from a European that spent this yes. ten years in the states. Uh, Americans know how to sell themselves very well. They have an idea. They're very assertive. They know how to sell it. They know how to talk to the right people. They know how to network to the right people. They know how to position themselves very well. And uh, this is something that you learn as a kid. You need to speak up. If there's something that you don't agree with, you need to say it, and you need to find your ways, and you need to be independent. You need to think that there's an out- outside world. I do believe that. Europe has a huge potential to become another three times or ten times more Silicon Valley. It's just more of a question of really speaking up, arranging ourselves, finding the right talent, empowering the right talent, because it's not a question of university degrees whatsoever. I mean, I've, I work with people that they started, uh, that they studied in uh, Stanford, Harvard, Yale, whatever. To be honest, I'm, I Maybe my colleagues are going to get upset with me. I mean, some of my friends back in the U.S., but I don't, I don't see a dramatic difference in terms of formation, degrees, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, European education is one of the best in the world, as it could be in Japan and in other places. It's also very cultural. So uh, I think that I would say in the case of London and in the case of uh, startups and in the case of funding, I mean, people really need to find the right person to talk to. I mean, and don't be scared about sending an email out of the blue to a big guy who may be running uh, Anderson Horowitz or whichever, or Sequoia. I mean, our 
you really need to take the steps and not just nothing. Oh no, I'm not going to do it. I'm a bit scared. They, and, and and take risks. Don't say, I don't know if it, they're going to reply. No, well, just try it. Find the right way. I mean, maybe you go to a press conference and the guy's there, and after the press conference, you you, you hand him a presentation of your uh, company. I mean, just just that's what entrepreneur. I mean, means not just stay at the office and have a video conference or a call. Just try to find ways. Right. Are we on the radar in Silicon Valley? Do people say, oh, fintech is coming out of London or this or, or not? I, I, I do believe that there, that there is. The only problem is that it's also a question of how uh, people work. I mean, in, in, in like uh, Silicon Valley tends to be a tense a bit endogamic. I mean, there's a lot of information that gets and remains in Silicon Valley. And it could be the same case in London. I mean, I think there are some uh, media outlets that are doing a good job at promoting a certain um, uh, companies and things like that, but I think there's still more work to do. For I mean, media, right, for getting yeah. the word out, yeah. for promoting Absolutely. ourselves, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's one area. I mean, I think uh, Europe is doing a much better work in terms of uh, specialized media when it comes to funding and when it comes to announcements, when it comes to venture capital, when it comes to uh, different things like uh, the case of, um, you were mentioning it, uh, Easy. I mean, Easy is a, is a great friend. I mean, he's a great guy, and uh, now he's the head of Google Ventures. I mean, uh, he's doing an outstanding job, I mean, with the resources that he has. So, uh, and uh, like uh, some of my other friends, Sarah Dream Watchers is the head of uh, campus in here in London for Google. I mean, so these are people that are really working hard in order to improve that perception that you mentioned about London. So let's just support and uh, just try to network and try to get higher. Right. Now, no, as well said, I think it is kind of a believing in yourself, a selling it, a perception. And I agree. I mean, there's great, really intelligent, hardworking people here in this city from all over the European Union. And everyone brings like a different yeah. kind of a slice and different idea. Talk to me about um, things that didn't work out so well for you. I know you went to Japan for a while and tried to develop a product there. And you said the culture was t- tricky to break into. But you learned a lot from that, as in why the culture is important to a product. Can you enlighten me? I have a little yeah. experience with Japan from my youth. Yeah, I, I, Japan is one of the countries that I love. We were in Japan for Christmas and we had a, uh, we had a blast and uh, we always tried to go there once a year or twice a year if possible. It, it, you, you learn. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of failures that you could have in your uh, personal life and, on your, of course, in your uh, professional life. Uh, in the case of Japan, I think I remember we were trying to launch a Google Site Search or was it the GSA? Well, one of the products I work with. Japan is very high. It, it, J- Japanese people consider uh, quality as one of the main things to achieve. High, they have high standards when it comes to quality. Right. We were talking about Jiro Dreams of Sushi earlier, yes. which is a documentary about a guy who spends his whole life making the perfect piece of sushi, which is rice and raw fish, but not to him. And like he has his son make like rice for 20 years before yeah. he can graduate to the, the fish. Is that a good representation of the Japanese obsession with perfection? I think you need to listen. You need to listen to the people there. So my mistake was that I didn't listen. That I'm like I was doing the American thing of saying, "Oh, I need to launch. I'm going to launch in this way. I don't want to. I don't want to have a QA test on this and this and that. The localization I'm going to do it myself. I'm not going to double prove the localization." And it was it didn't go very well. It was a flop. We had to back up. I mean, before we launched. So I think the key thing and is and this is just not for this case in general. Just listen to other colleagues and listen to other cultures. I mean, there's always something that you're going to learn and also there's something that you're going to affect people's lives positively if you listen to. That, that was something that... Um, it started like that, but now it's... I tried to do it, even though at times I could be very stubborn. That, that's a defect I have. Uh, 
But yeah, listen. I mean, and just try to put yourself in the other on the other person's shoes. I mean, it's it's quite important, right? And must be crucial for the local markets you're going for because everything's different. Um, I mean, yeah, everything's different. We had uh, Nicolas Brousson from Blah Blah Car in here a few weeks ago, and he's going Great into guy. yeah, he's fantastic. He's going into Turkey, and he was like, you know, Brian, we're learning so much there, and it's it's ultra mobile and it's ultra this, and you know, you know, they have a very local market, well, very social as well, very mobile as well. Yeah. But he didn't drop those words on me <laughs> but I mean, it's, it sounds like they're really learning a lot and each local market for them is very distinct just like yeah. you i mean you have so many different cities and cultures you're going yeah it's, 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 it's you need to be very versatile i think that's 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 one of the things i really like what i'm doing because i, I mean i've had the i've been so lucky and so fortunate to i mean having lived in so many different places and um speak different languages and then do so many different things and like that really opens your mind a lot and it opens your brain and the way of perceiving things. Like now you're more like like we launched and we're a complete phenomenon in Brazil with like two or three million users. It's just something out of this world. I mean, yeah. and you're like, and my first question is why? I want to talk to the users. I want to know why this is the case. And I talked to one of our co-founders, Roy, and he's a great guy. And I we're we're we talk and discuss. Oh, this the community is very uh, it's very lively, and they love this, and they love to contribute. They love altruism. I mean that that that's an exciting thing, you know. You launch a new country, you or you get surprises like uh, we launch in Helsinki that we're like, oh, it's gonna be a flop. No, we got like a fifty, sixty thousand users. It's like wow, wow. they've done nothing. <laughs> so it's 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 exciting. On this, you get a lot of great surprises. It's always a surprise. It could be positive, or negative, but it's a surprise because you don't know. I mean, until you launch, you try to do your homework, you do it great, and or you think you've done it great, but afterwards it's like, oh no, you didn't do so great. So it's it's exciting. That's super exciting. Talk to me about your personal habits. I know uh, that you have a few that keep you in order. I think sleep is one of them. And also, I want to hear how you unplug. You know, I guess I call it lately my information diet and how you know when to respond to the email and when to wait till Monday. How do you do that? Yeah, uh, this is something that, uh, especially with the Yanks, it's a, it's a learning <laughs> exercise. Uh, even though I mean my uh, my good friend our CFO Sarita, she loves me a lot. I mean, we always talk about that. She always tells me, "Don't reply emails on this weekend." Uh, it was all laughing, but uh, it's something that you need to learn. Like disconnect and uh, disconnect at the right moment, at the right time. Uh, like and as I was telling you before uh, we came, I mean, uh, I came here, so I was like, "Okay, if I'm gonna start checking uh, work email and uh, we're gonna have such a great interview i mean i'm gonna be all thinking about oh this email this person this needs to be done just relax find the moment i mean things i mean seize the moment in the right way like don't don't think that you need to reply an email straightforward just give it some time especially if it's a difficult email don't reply immediately there's no need to have immediate communication at that moment that's something, I did. and the, the other thing is a great habit. I think that I've managed to get is you need to sleep well. Sleep. How many hours do you get a night? I need I need to get minimum seven or eight. Good. You're right. We actually all do, in my yeah. opinion. So otherwise, my brain is wouldn't work very well. Right. And if you think if you try to shave an hour or two of that off, if you think your performance drops even ten, fifteen, even twenty percent, I mean that's enough not to get things done, and I mean to miss opportunities, and yeah. and you know not make a good connection, and not yeah. be present, and you know, but yeah, it's one of those things that at times we think that we're present, but we're not present. And then that, and sorry for the expression, it pisses me off at times. When I'm talking to someone, I'm like, I want to devote my attention to that person. 
So uh, I, at times I say it, I say, I'm sorry, I cannot talk right now because I'm not going to be ready to, uh, to give you my full attention. And I don't want to be in a meeting thinking about two million different things and not paying attention to you. I think it's a lack of respect yeah. towards the other person. Maybe some people won't say it and they will be like, oh, yes, Brian, yes, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes, Alex, blah, 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 blah. But they're not listening. You need to have active listening. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's the way I try to work. Yeah, it goes with sleep and email. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the iWatch because it's already hard enough for me to... I mean, I, I insist that people get their phones out of me, out of my face when I'm talking to them. But I can't imagine when there's a watch that's going off, you know, on someone's wrist. I'll be like, are you kidding me? You know, it's, uh, I don't see how that's going to work. I think uh, there's, uh, the iWatch is going to be interesting. I mean, it all depends on how it's... Uh, the different applications are designed. I mean, there's a lot of things that, and this is something that Movit could also do in the, in the future. I mean, uh, it's, it will be interesting because public transportation on the go that would be outstanding. Sure. Uh, but it's 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 very exciting to see how technology could help people. It's it's our uh, duty, <laughs> it's our responsibility as people that are developing the product and creating the product to do it in a way that's not it's not going to be intrusive, as you were mentioning. It's going to be a natural way that it's not going to be like a. I, I don't know if you still remember all these old phones that they started beeping. It needs to be something natural that maybe it's a slight, slight little alarm, you know, indicating that something's happening or, or something that vibrates, you know, something gentle. It's, because I agree with you, there's you need to have your moments in your life. Technology is great for what it is, as it is, it's a great thing, and but it's how we use it and how we design it. Yeah, I think everyone needs to take a break for a few days and just because you talked about checking your email, you said you're coming in the taxi over here and you could have checked your email and you decided not to because, you know, a lot of people check it because they don't know what else to do and they're hooked on this little shot of dopamine they'll get from just checking their email. And so if you can take a step outside of yourself and just say, okay, why am I doing this? Do you need to do that? Can you look outside and see the beautiful city or just relax with someone or do nothing? That's another concept, right? <laughs> yeah, th- 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 that's a great point. That happens to me now when I travel. Now that I'm, I've always been traveling quite much in the past uh, seven, eight years. And uh, at times I think about it when I'm on a taxi and uh, I'm thinking uh, or I take public transportation. I'm like, wow, I'm checking my email. I mean, maybe the bus is going to stop and I'm just going to slam my face into someone else. And I, I'm like, why don't you just start staying outside and smell the roses, you know, and uh, just try to enjoy the moment that you're in Paris or you're in Milan or you're in Madrid or in, here in London. And, you know, just take, take the time. And you're going to be more effective if you really manage that energy and you display that energy when you need to display it. I mean, you're going to be more productive and, and, you're, going to, and you're going to be more effective and you're going to be happier at the end of the day. Because when you see, at least I'm a perfectionist. If I see that I'm not delivering what I need to deliver, I get frustrated. So you always need to analyze it because I'm, I don't have the right energy. Is that because I'm not balancing things in my life? So things yeah. like that. Very good. And think about your information diet. Think about when, yeah, t- I do that sometimes. I take a day sometimes, reply to emails when I know that I'm maybe a little bit, you know, upset. I'm just, and just come back a day later and you do the, the right thing. The other thing about emails too is if you, if you time a quick response, you're almost opening yourself up that you will respond that quick. And so that can easily escalate into a multiple message you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, Alex, I always ask everyone that comes here a few questions. I'm going to ask you if you could make a phone call to the 20 year old Alex Torres and give that young man a bit of advice. What would you tell him? Where was he at the time? Wow, 20 years old. I was. Where 
I was in university, probably in Pamplona, in Navarra. I mean, uh, I would say to myself, take more risks, be more bold. I mean, um, I was always very prudent with everything. I was very uh, scholastic at that time of my life. I was very methodological. I mean, still very methodical, I mean, and things like that. But at times, I mean, you need to be more practical about things. Mm, that's good. It's it's interesting. As I get older, I can tell myself, force myself to take the risks and be like, no, this is okay, and this is what you should be doing. But like 10 years ago, I think I was just risk-averse, and I would just avoid them without knowing I was avoiding them. Yeah. So uh, that's good advice. Uh, best advice you've ever received, business or personal? Maybe something at Google or maybe something personal. Wow. Um, there's never a best advice because there's always going to be a next one, which is going to be better than the other one. But if I have to choose, I mean... I would say, I mean, professionally, even though it was tough to leave Google, it was one of, right now I see it as one of the best decisions of my life. To go. Yeah, just right. let it go. Don't get yourself attached. There's life after nine years. It's like a, I mean, I cannot say this because luckily enough, I've been with my husband for nine years and eight years and, and, and we love each other a lot. So, but it's, it was, it sounded like a relationship. Right. Because there's a detachment period. Was it hard the first few weeks and... I, th- I, th- I think it's a, it's a detachment period. I mean, yeah, and that starts maybe one or two years prior leaving. And uh, also you have a ready check and uh, you also, um, you really analyze if you're really growing as a person. Is right. Alex growing? Yes or no. Uh, am I becoming a civil servant? Uh, probably. So it's, it's, it's a tough decision, but uh, I think it was, professionally, it was a very good decision. Um, personally, um, um, one of the best decisions in my life, um, moving moving to San Francisco with my husband, with okay. Stefan. Yeah. Okay, going to America yeah. and doing that whole thing and seeing how that half yeah. works. Yeah. And uh, my last part of that question is to the 20-year-old that's listening to us, you know, that, that knows a little bit about what we're talking about, but, you know, someday wants to, to be involved in the tech industry, whether that be in the UK or in their local market or in, in San Francisco. I mean, I know the problem with tech now is it gets kind of a little bit of a rock star status. We see the outliers that are, myth, you know, myth, uh, mythologized, which you know about from yeah. the Valley. And we hear about Zuckerberg did this and this guy did this when there's a lot of failures, too. But what do you say for people that are entranced by the whole you know, technology scene, what should they do? Be themselves, be prepared, be authentic, have clear ideas, take, take risks, and, and don't, don't get disappointed if things do not happen. I mean, when I, in my case, when I left, uh, I mean, when I left university and everything, all the degrees or masters, whatever, and I started my own company, uh, and then I... Uh, Two, three years after, I, th- I said to myself, I want to work for Google. And it was when Google was starting and everything. And I put that goal, like, I want to work for Google. I want to work for that company, and I'm going I'm to be in uh, operations, product marketing, and product management. And after that, I'll leave. I did it. I, I think you need to, to really focus on what you want to deliver. And, and, take, and, and don't... We have great tools nowadays like LinkedIn and, and Facebook. I mean, just contact people who know about this yeah. stuff and openly ask them. I, I, I love mentoring people. I love give, I mean, I love helping people. I mean, and I love networking. So people want to reach out, happy to help. I mean, certain of my possibilities and time. But uh, yeah, learn from other people who've done it. I mean, just and just try to do it. And 
I think that's one of the worst things that I've seen in Europe. Like an employment rate for young people, like in Spain, is twenty five percent. I mean, that's horrendous. I mean, you're basically yeah. destroying a generation. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's just help them. Right. No, it's such a good thing. And if you're if you're a young person, and I used to be a young person, uh, when you're that age, you're thinking, you know, why would these people help me? But when you get a little bit older, you realize is that you love to see young people with a spark or someone that reminds you of yourself. And people yeah. really do want to help you. And they don't really have any other ulterior message, uh, yeah. motives. I think it's part of our, our clan mentality that we just do want to see people succeed. So, like, you know, like Alex says, don't be shy about, you know, going out there, trying to contact someone, t- telling them your crazy idea, taking a risk, because there are people out there that will really go out of your way and mentor you, give you advice, maybe give you a job. It's just all yep. about contacting uh, and be unconventional about it. You know, we had Philippe Botteri here from Excel Partners and he was just like, he's like, he said what you said. Yeah, go to a press conference, you know, pass me something, do something unique, you know, just find a way. Uh, don't necessarily, you know, send me the cold email. You can do that too, but try something else. So that's great advice. Alex, thanks so much for coming on here. I'm going to download Move It right when I'm finished. Thank I'm going to give it a test drive <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go head to head with my better half as far as her city mapper and see who nice. wins. So uh, thanks so much. Congratulations on this move. It really is a startup. It's like a total mind mind change for you. It is. And uh, but you, like you said, if you're not climbing a steep learning curve, then it's probably time to get out. You know. Agreed. That could be the takeaway. How do people contact you if they want you to be their mentor, etc.? Is it Twitter? What's the best? Twitter, way? LinkedIn, any of the social media. I mean, I'm I'm on LinkedIn on Alex Torres, so happy to help. I mean, apologies if I don't reply um, right ahead. I'm traveling a lot. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to help. And if anything, uh, I think LinkedIn is more personal, like Twitter, because Twitter. I mean, at times people would see everything that's happening. But happy to help. I mean, anything they may need. And thank you very much for inviting me over. It's a privilege for me to talk to someone like you. And uh, I like very much what you guys are doing. And uh, it's nice to have this kind of conversation. It's very different to one to what one is accustomed to. Like uh, the usual interview, like it's all about ego. Or, uh, no, I like what you guys are doing. Thank you. I appreciate that vote of confidence. You've been running around today on London Live. I know you're the economist and do all these things. So it's always nice to hear. I do hear that a lot. So that's always good, you know, to hear we're doing something nice. And it is nice to slow down and actually have a conversation. So nice coffee. Yeah, it's good coffee. A little bulletproof in the house. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, as we say on Silicon Reel, it's about the people. Uh, it really is about the people. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thanks so much, Alex. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Take care. This week on Silicon Reel, we have Daniel Glazer of the technology law practice, Freed Frank. It's a tough story to sort of rock up in London and say, hey, I'm an American lawyer. I'm here to help the, the, the tech community. We, we practice law, absolutely. But it's also being a helpful member of the community, helping to put people in, in touch, you know, to make connections that wouldn't otherwise happen. You should be able to use your, your lawyer and your other advisor you know, for their network. This is an amazing time to, the, the, these days to, to, to start a company. In early stage fintech, London is the, the global leader. Silicon Real presents... Daniel Glazer, Freed Frank Technology. Don't be afraid to fail.